Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. The Iron Brew Podcast is sponsored by Henley Granite and Marble. Henley Granite and Marble offer very competitive pricing on a huge range of worktops. We pride ourselves on our fantastic customer service and three working day lead time from template to installation on standard kitchen worktops. For more information, visit henleygranitandmarble.co.uk, quote Iron Brew for 10% off your quotation. Small enough to care, big enough to cope. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast, Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard and Matt Ellis. Now, uh, we thought because of the win on Tuesday against Harrogate, and obviously with it being a great performance and you know winning 5-2, how often do we get that? We thought, let's do a little midweek podcast because we don't want to get to the weekend and regardless of what the Orient results uh, ends up being, that you know this is a performance and a win that gets somewhat overshadowed. So, you know, like I say, a little midweek podcast for you. And um, we've got one or two bits of news to go through. If you were listening to our match day live, we did have a little bit of a chat about this, but let's, let's do it in a bit more more detail and and uh, yeah get some get some thoughts obviously the big news of the week is that um will swan is now our chief scout so that's obviously 23 you think the chairman's son as well uh, a role previously i think we were told that was basically redundant wasn't it essentially obviously we know turnbull left um so the statement is on the website he obviously was at the club before he has had a, a hand in signings and things beforehand uh, at the club and elsewhere i think at omni sports as well in the last couple of years but yeah you know well what do you think what do you make of this yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised by it, but uh, I think I said on Tuesday night, I'm a little bit concerned, um, just because it's another member of the family in a key position at the club. Uh, whether or not Will's the right fit or whether he will be a success, and you never know, he, he may turn out to be a success and kind of working alongside Cox might work. Uh, I'm, I'm just not sure it's really a particularly healthy situation. Um, I just don't think we've got many sort of alternative voices to the family now in the boardroom, you know, to offer a different different opinion and uh, maybe just different ideas. And I think obviously the only kind of other voice on the recruitment side now is is Neil Cox. And I just hope that Cox is kind of able to have his say and choose kind of the players that, that he might want because, you know, at the end of the day, he's going to be managing them moving forward. Um I listened to Cox midweek and, you know, I think he feels comfortable with it. Um, he either feels comfortable with it or he deserves an Oscar for, yeah. for that performance <laughs> on the radio. Um, but I think, you know, we've got to take what Cox says at face value. Um, he seemed quite excited by it. He, he thinks that Will is the right man for the job, you know, if we if we take his comments at face value. Um, and I would hope that if he wasn't comfortable with it, that... that you know, he would speak up and, and say, yeah, I mean, it's very difficult. It's a very, very difficult situation for him to be in. Um, you know, if, uh, if Will has obviously been, been forced upon him by uh, the family, but it doesn't seem like that. It seems like it's Cox's decision. Um, so I think, although it's, it's one that's kind of pissed off a lot of fans, I think we've just got to get on with it for the time being and, and maybe see what January brings. 
yeah, I agree. It's, it's, I'm not surprised either. Um, I'm not, to be honest, I, I don't have a, a strong opinion either, either way, to be quite honest. I think, um, you know, if, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I suppose there's your problem. Will he, will he be removed and, and we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll put somebody else in his place? But I think that, you know, on, on balance, at the end of the day, the chairman puts a lot of money into the football club and he, he, to an extent he's all right to run it in any way he likes. Obviously, that's not cut and dry is it it, there needs to be some ethics behind it i suppose but i think if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't um let's just hope will swan didn't have anything to do with the recruitment in in the summer and let's hope that this is sort of a i don't know seen as a remedy if you like to to an absolutely shambolic summer of recruitment and see now we actually have you know a chief scout at the club who's going to be working on this. I know Turnbull was here, but clearly he was, you know, he had to leave that point anyway. So, um, but yeah, I agree with Matt. It is concerning in a way, but at the same time, I think we probably need for this, for this, for the time being, we need to take it at face value. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as for Cox, he, he seemed quite pleased with it, didn't he? Listen to his uh, <clears throat> interview um, post-match um, about it on Humberside. It was, a bit of a strange one. It seemed to be <laughs> a bit of a rehearsed statement. I think. I think you said Brady's going to get best best Oscar for that one, but it, it did seem a bit weird. But I mean, for for the time being, I would probably say take it for face value, and, and Matt's going to come back on now and tell you exactly the opposite of what I've just said. So enjoy. That. <laughs> I think what you I think what you say about um, actually seeing how this works. So that's going to be key, isn't it? You know, because. I think we've we've said so much and fans in general have said so much about how recruitment has been done the last couple of years at the club, you know, and yes, we did have Lee Turnbull, but it, it was like this, this panel uh, decision that this, we've always been told this is how it's, it's worked the last couple of years. And, you know, we've got somebody in that chief scout role now. Now, obviously our form is turning a little bit, uh, obviously a great result on Tuesday, but we're not, you know, we're not out of it yet. We're still down the wrong end of the table. Uh, we're still in League Two. I think, you know, regardless of us going in the right direction now, as you mentioned, we've got to see what happens in January because it's a massive transfer window for us. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we'll speak about Tuesday soon, and that was, you know, it was a really promising performance. Um, just on Lee Turnbull, I think he was obviously a real good guy, and he's done a lot of good for the club over a very long period of time. And I think he's, he's helped bring in some good players um, that we've obviously gone on to, to sell for good money. Um, and I think he was maybe seen uh, by fans as maybe part of the furniture. So, you know, I can completely understand the backlash. Um, obviously, Turnbull's gone. People weren't quite happy with that in the summer. Uh, but I think, you know, we, we've maybe got to look at um, how involved Lee has been in recent years as well on the transfer side. Because, yes, he's, he's been head of recruitment. Um, but we do know that obviously there's this, there's been the transfer committee and Swan's been involved in sign-ins and obviously Will was here as well a couple of years ago. Um, so the sign-ins of the last couple of years haven't really been up to the same standard as, for example, when we were signing players when we were in you know, the top end of League One. Um, so if Lee was involved in some of those, then you know maybe maybe it is time for a bit of a shake-up. Uh, maybe it was time for a bit of a shake-up anyway, and, and maybe a different approach. Um, I think this kind of confirms what we already knew, um, really, and it confirms it publicly that the, the family will be making the sign-ins. Um, but it does sound like, obviously, Neil Cox would mention that 
he will be working with Will. So that's that's promising. You know, it's not just he's he's having signings kind of thrust upon him. So um, I've still got quite a few questions about it. I think there's um, there's various things that Cox said midweek about kind of a, a complete restructure of the under 23s and academy sides. Um, you know, I'd I'd like to know more about that. I'd like to know where we're heading with that and um, how Will's going to kind of um, work on that and work with Russ and and obviously. Um, with the Tony Dawes and the academy as well. But I think you're looking at the academy and there's an argument that that needs a bit of a shake-up as well because we've not been bringing as many players through and um, that as we would probably like. And now we're taking this more youthful approach. I think that needs to change. I think we need to start bringing more through. Um, so, you know, I'd be, I'd be really interested to see what's going to happen there. Um, but the other thing I, I kind of go back to is Cox in the summer and, Someone mentioned this uh, to me today, actually. I thought it was a really good point. And, and he said that kind of his first priority would, would be trying to get the town back behind the club and, and get the fans really supporting the team again. And I think it's been very difficult with the COVID situation, obviously, to get fans through through the door. Um, the start to the season hasn't helped. You know, it's, it's not been great. Um, but I do think, you know, this is, this is a kind of odd way of going about trying to get those fans back on side. I think the fans will look at it and, and think, regardless of what Cox says, um, you know, it's another swan decision to bring him in. So, um, you know, I think we've got to see how it goes. I think we've got to give them both January. I think it's going to be a difficult January because it does sound like we're going to have to move players out before we can bring players in. Um, so, yeah, I'm... As I said, I don't, I don't think it's a healthy situation, but I think we've just got to give them time and, and see what happens. And, you know, who knows? Sort of at the end of the season, if we've had a sort of a good season, considering where we were uh, and how we were doing in the opening month or so, we might look back in hindsight and say it was a good appointment. So, um, and he was here when we were in League One, obviously um, helping out with the signings then. Um, and you know, no one was complaining about some of the transfers and some of the signings we made when we were up the top. Um, doing really well so um, yeah let's let's see how it, how it goes and I'm sure there'll be more questions that come up as we kind of head towards January and, and throughout really. Uh, right let's move on and we'll stay with the topic of the players and obviously we've sustained another couple of injuries in the last couple of weeks um, obviously a few of these were during the Bolton game the week previously uh, let's start with that so Kev obviously as we know he was back in and then he came off you know uh, after about 10 minutes, wasn't it? Um, didn't look great, but I don't think... We've we not really had anything on how long he's going to be out, though, have we? I don't think. No, um, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he'd be back for the Grimsby game. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> He'll want to play that. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's, it's, good, it's good incentive, um, isn't it, from from to get back? Um, and I'm sure he, he won't be will be too far away. I think when we played him and he came off after 10 minutes, I think, you know, he just wasn't quite fit, was he? And I think... Um, you know what Cox did say it was a bit of sciatica, so it's probably not that serious, um, which is 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 good, obviously. So hopefully, with a, a bit of extended rest time, and <clears throat> you saw the difference it made to the players who played against Harrogate after you know like like a week's worth of rest. Uh, you know, as opposed to playing games back to back Saturday, Tuesday, and I think that you know an extended period of time you know of rest for Kev will also help as well. Um, so hopefully, he'll get a bit of game time before the Grimsby game, which is. What it's on the nineteenth, isn't it? So a week this Saturday. Um, <clears throat> so hopefully all being well. Um, obviously, you know we, we need Kev to play against Grimsby for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so hopefully uh, it, it won't be too bad. I, I'm not that concerned actually about him. And Cox didn't seem to be either. So, you know, you'd probably expect to see him sooner, sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, with Kev, obviously we all want him to play against Grimsby and, and we know what he can bring to the side and he's, he's going to be up for it. Um, I just hope he's ready, you know, because I think he'll be keen to play. There's obviously a bit of history there with Holloway. Uh, so he's going to be pushing for it. And uh, we've already seen when he's kind of rushed back because he wants to help the team. And, you know, you can't um, knock him for that. You can't knock his attitude. I think it's been it's been great whilst he's been on the sidelines. Um, but we've just got to make sure he's right Um one, you know, we don't want him injured for, for any length of time, uh, providing he stays in January, because, you know, that's another question. Um, whether there'll be bids for any of our players and whether there'll be bids for Kev, who knows, um, potentially, because he's obviously one of our better players um, and he's out of contract in the summer. So um, there's a lot of things to consider. Uh, there's a lot of things for the club to kind of consider whether it, whether it's right to play him or not. But I'm sure he'll be right. Uh, you know, he's got a few weeks to go. He's got plenty of time to kind of recover. Um, bit of rest as well with the with the sciatica, um, and you know it'd be fantastic, if it, fantastic if he could play and, and play a big part in that match because obviously um, before the lockdown it was the Grimsby game and he didn't really have an impact that game. And it was built up obviously the, the banter between the two clubs and the banter between Kev and, and the fans, um, and then obviously they got the win and, and nothing really happened. You know he, he had a little touch that game, so we need to kind of avoid that situation and. Hopefully, he can do the talking on the pitch and, um, you know, not just on Twitter. <laughs> Another one uh, that obviously sustained an injury was Olamola. That was during the, the Bolton game. And it was, it was a real shame, wasn't it? Because obviously, we've been talking about him a lot over the podcast and on the match day lives. Uh, but it's, you know, it looked a real bad injury, that. And I think it's going to be, what, three or four months, isn't it? So it, it, you feel for him because he, you know, he, he's been really trying to get into that team and take his chance. And then, you know, he gets on the pitch and, and then uh, that happens. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if that's the last we see of Olamolo, unfortunately. I think his contract's up in this summer, isn't it? And he said if it's three or four months, you know, it, it, it's not great, is it? And then, you know, with such a lengthy injury, you've got the, the fitness period after that, you know, and it you know, obviously adds a few more weeks onto it as well. So, you know, we're not going to see him anytime soon. Um, <clears throat> obviously, he's going to be massively disappointed, isn't he? But it, it didn't, it's not really seemed to happen for him, you know, for his, when since he's been at the club, really. So it's a bit disappointing. Um, but thankfully, we have plenty of strikers to choose from. Well, you say that, don't you? But like now, well, two of them are out now, aren't they? And they, yeah. we're, we're slowly they're, we're slowly losing them. Yeah, we might have to bring Kelsey Mooney back from his loan period. <laughs> um, and then one more is uh, Junior Brown. I think uh, they're still awaiting how long that's going to be, but they're expected to be about five or six weeks. Now, last week, I'd have said, you know, if he was he was injured, that's that's a real, you know, a real problem for us because I think he is good and I do I do genuinely think he's good and I think he helps the team. However, on the back of, you know, well, Tuesday's performance and what we saw earlier in the season, I'm not particularly concerned about this. Obviously, I would like him to be fit and able to play Junior Brown because I think he's very good, as I just said. But, let's just chat about Mason O'Malley because I think he, he definitely took his chance on Tuesday and I think he's done that pretty much every time he's played for us so far this season. Yeah, I think he has. And I think with those two at the back as well, Magai and Amarise, I think he he looks even more comfortable. I think he's had a couple of good performances, obviously pre-season, I think uh, the Lincoln game, uh, was it a cup game? I'm, I'm kind of quite <coughs> but he looked really good in that one, uh, really comfortable on the ball likes to get forward as well um, and he's had some decent games between obviously 
then and now. And I think Tuesday was just, um, yeah, really good performance, which is what we needed to see from him, really. Uh, I think he's really kind of um, taken that shirt now. Obviously, Brown, yeah, is really disappointing because I think he just got back to fitness, to be honest. Uh, just got his match fitness back and he was looking good and, and like the Brown we saw last season. Um, so that's disappointing for him. But I think, yeah, it's a, it's a big opportunity for Marley. I think... Um, Tuesday, you know, he's he's really um, put a good shift in, got forward as well, which we've obviously been crying out for in recent weeks. Um, nearly set that one up, uh, that great cross in the first half, which was fantastic to see. Mm. We don't see enough of that. Uh, and the delivery was, was excellent as well, right in, you know, a dangerous area. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with him. Um, I think... You look at the options there now, um, O'Malley and Butroid. I think he's ahead of Butroid now in, in the pecking order. Um, I forgot so, about Butroid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, he's, he's, it's his shirt now to lose. Um, and if he carries on playing like that, then uh, I don't think he'll lose it because, um, you know, he's, he's the kind of player we need to look at um, for the kind of the future of the club. Um, obviously a young lad, but he doesn't look out of place. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite excited to see um, how he kind of develops because... I think of all kind of the young lads, he's the one for me that kind of caught my eye earlier in the season as a player that, um, you know, had a lot of potential. And I think Tuesday kind of just cemented that. Although, you know, Harrogate were poor, I think, um, yeah, it was a really assured performance and, uh, yeah, really impressed with him. Well, I think we said before, you know, the pre-match podcast before the Harrogate game that he's got a chance to start, hasn't he, because of, of Brown being out injured. And I think we said before, whereas he was thrown into an incredibly makeshift team, you know, I think Hornshaw was on one side, he was on the other. And, the, you know, you had, you had Watson in goal and, and the centre of defence, you know, it was like, <clears throat> it, it didn't look great, did it? <clears throat> um, but I think that, you know, we said because he's going to be playing with more experience. Obviously, Clark played, didn't he, um, on on uh, the other night against against Harrogate and, and Howard's in goal. You've got the experience there. You've got a bit more of a partnership now in the centre back position with Onorise and Magai. So I think it really is really going to help. You know, a player like O'Malley. But not only that, we're playing four four two again, aren't we? And, he, and he's got a little bit of support from the winger in front of him as well. So all these things are going to add up to help. Um, so it was probably a bit of a big ask to us. You know, such a young lad. Um, even though he's got undoubted quality, quality, which we've seen, to start in such a makeshift team, and it is kind of a, you know, a little bit of a baptism of fire, if you like. But now he's he's playing in in a team that's a, you know, when we play four four two in a team with a lot more experience in it, you know, and you know we're in a bit of form out with a bit of confidence in the squad as well. You're going to see a lot more for him, and I think you're right, and I think he he gets forward really well, and he, he's he's got a hell of a left foot. He's got a really good cross on him as well. So I think, you know, as as you say, I'm not that concerned that Brown's injured. Obviously, we don't want him to be, but it, it's it's nice to see um, a young lad, you know, come through our youth system or whatever and, and, and start again. And it's, it's weird because Butchard kind of had the chance, didn't he? You know, not, maybe not for an extended period of time. Obviously, he's a bit older. Um, but O'Malley's come in and he's just basically, you know, in a sense, made that position his in front of Butchard and maybe behind Brown for the time being, um, which is quite interesting. And that shows, you know, really good attitude on his point on, on his behalf from the academy. And this is this is what we need to do to promote these players and get them in the first team. And and the time was right really for him. And, and you're starting to see um, the sort of performances, um, you know, everybody likes to see from from sort of a, a player that you've kind of you know is homegrown. So it's it's, it's actually really promising. 
Oh, you mentioned our match day live, and I think we are right on that one. But we also said with Kev not in the team, we've got absolutely no firepower, and we scored five, didn't we? So, you know, <laughs> what do we know? You, know? you can't listen to us on that fact. Just for that, mate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, hey, no, no, you're right about O'Malley. But and we, I think we also said that um, Jarvis doesn't do anything, did we? That, <laughs> that he gets one as well. Well, did you see his finish? I mean, to be fair, he nearly missed, didn't he? We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Right, uh, let's go on to Harrogate then, shall we? Uh, we were saying, though, that it, it's, it was a big game because we're off the back of Bolton the week previously, you know, the defeat there. Um, we've got Orient coming up, and I think they're sixth in the table, aren't they? So, you know, they're doing well. That's not going to be an easy one. So we had to get something. Um, I think let, let's just address it straight away. Obviously, they only named four subs, and it's, you know, I think they're in a bit of trouble. They're, they're getting, you know, the fixture backlog as well for them's taking toll. Their manager was saying that after the game. Then they were, they, yeah, I think they were a poor side, you know, let's make no mistake. However, having said that, we were excellent, and there were some genuinely good bits of play in that game. And obviously, we'll go through them um, because there's quite a lot of goals to go through. I think we'll mainly just be chatting about that. But just in general, to see a performance like that, to see some bits of play like that, the players looked a bit more up for it. I think the second half in particular, you know, obviously, as we know throughout this season, we we sort of we have a bit of game of two halves really don't we you know we can be all right and then we can just either completely collapse or just sort of not really do much but this second half was I think as well as we've played all season I think that was great to see yeah I mean there were a few pleasing aspects I think the first obviously we were on the front foot for the majority of of the game Um, we were asking questions of their defense which we've asked you know we've been crying out for for not just five ten minute spells but for you know an entire game um and I think it paid off, you know, they just didn't have an answer to uh, McAtee. I thought he had a great game. That was probably his best game. Well, actually it was his best game um, this season, definitely. Um, and we said before the game, we need to see a bit more from Issa. And I think we got that. I think he was unplayable at times. And, you know, the only kind of uh, downside to his performance were those corners. I still don't understand that. I don't know how a <laughs> professional footballer um, can't get the ball the floor from it was about eight times wasn't it (laughs) exactly yeah um but you know um other than that i think it was a fantastic performance and that's what we've been missing from him at times i think we've seen flashes but um he was a constant threat all game um and i think the midfield you know that that high press that spence and beast and give you i think that that really worked and i think harrogate couldn't really deal with that um and you know they had the long ball um that was another pleasing aspect for me because you know the lad up front for them, he, he was a bit of a handful. He, he was he was shy, but he was a handful. And <laughs> at times, you know, we've come up against teams like that that have one one aim, and, and that's the long ball to a big man, and we've kind of crumbled a little bit. So it was good to see. Um, although we obviously conceded the two, which isn't great, uh, you know, conceded two against a poor side. Um, the way we kind of handled him, I think, I think was good. Um, and it was just a, a pleasing performance all around, really. I think there were some really nice passages of play. Um, looked confident on the ball. Obviously, wing uh, fullbacks were getting getting balls into the box, and I think we got we saw that from Gilead and Issa as well. There were a lot more balls into the box, and I think Cox said after the game it was something he'd been working on um, during the week because he'd seen some stats, you know, that weren't weren't favourable in in that regard um, in terms of crossing into the box and and getting the ball into the strikers. Uh, and I think we saw a lot more of that, more of an attempt to get the ball in and, and create. Um, and I think as well, at times, we saw Gilead with a lot better ball into the box because that's the one thing 
you know, I think he could improve. And I think if he did improve that, he wouldn't be playing League Two because I think he's, he's all round game. He's, he's great. Um, but I think at times his final ball, you know, when he gets to the byline, it could just improve a little bit. Uh, but I think that was that was all there on Tuesday, and it all kind of came together. Um, and yeah, and I mean, we did we did say um, obviously Jarvis needs to be a bit more clinical, and, and he's had one chance and scored. So uh, <laughs> you know, I think it was it was a lot better, and I think it was the way we kind of continued for the full ninety minutes and didn't just take the foot off the gas, you know, at half time or when we got the third. Um, for me, it was the most pleasing aspect because we've done that so many times in the past, and and it's kind of. Uh, you know, it's, it's been us on the arse later in the game. So, yeah, really pleasing and, and by far the best performance of the season, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And as we say, I mean, all we spent all season only being able to score one, you know, and struggling and thinking two goals is, is quite a rare thing. We've got five in this one, so we're going to have to get to them. Uh, let's start with the first one. And it is, it's from a, an Issa Corny. You've already brought it up there. I was going to bring it up. That was about his ninth attempt. Uh, and it does go in. And then Honoré says at the back there, just to tap it in, um, I think not a great camera angle. The keeper gets a little bit on something on it, but... Um, they don't seem to think it's gone in, but I think the ref's quite clear on that, isn't he? He gives it fairly early on. But yeah, like I say, in, from that corner, Manny is, again, I think he, he was, uh, at the time he was that he put that in, he was one of our top scorers, wasn't he? <laughs> He's got a few now. Yeah, yeah I think, I think um, it, it's actually quite difficult to see from the footage if it went in or not. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, obviously another goal um, from Onorusio from a corner and um, he's, he's a big presence, isn't he? So if you get the right kind of deliveries in, you know, i.e. if he do not take the corners, then he's, he's going to be more of a threat. Um, and it's obviously two in a couple of weeks, isn't it? So He's one that I think... You know, we've we've mentioned recruitment a lot on this one already in the summer. I think you've got to point out, and as we've said all season, he he's a very good addition. I think, and now we're seeing that partnership with Magai. It's it's really good, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's, he's the sign of the season, isn't he? Definitely. I mean, not that it's not that's hard, <laughs> but but no, he's he's, he's genuinely uh, good. Yeah, genuinely. I think since he's come back from his injury, obviously that's not an ideal start to life in the football league. He's having an hernia, a hernia operation, but I think. You know he's he's been superb, and to be quite honest, he's he's huge. He's he's a a massive presence at the back, and he, he's not shy of throwing his body on the line. Is he? We've seen him do that a few times. So you know, I've been really impressed with him actually, and I think he he's probably one of the best signs we've made in mm. you know quite a while. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think we saw some stats in the week. Um, you know, I think he, the most blocks, most tackles, most headers. You know, it was it was most of everything in in the league. I think so. Um, just shows that he's he's got that will to win, which I think we've been missing at times. Um, and he's obviously chipping in with the goals as well. I mean, it, you know, he was there in the right place, and he's got something on it, and it's gone in. And um, we do need more goals from sort of um, centre backs. I think we've been lacking that for a few years, really. Mm. Um, and we've got some big guys back there, and um, you know, we should be scoring more. Uh, obviously, the delivery is going to have to be a bit better than <laughs> it was on Tuesday. But you know, if we get the delivery right. Um, we've got some some big threats in there, and uh, he's definitely one. And I, yeah, I'd echo what you say. I think um, he's been a, a really good find, um, really good signing. He's got a really good attitude, and um, yeah, really impressed with him. And I think the only other one really you could say kind of rivals him for for signing of the season, and he does go unnoticed at times. I think he's uh, is Spence, who, who's obviously mm-hmm. having a really good season as well, and I think he's coming really good with uh, with Beeston next to him. We'll mention them later on because I think we've had a question in about Spence and Beeson. I think we've got some um, 
stats from Andy as well, haven't we, on that? So we can discuss that a little bit later on. Uh, I think after this goal, we, you know, we continued to control the game. And even before the goal as well, you know, the first 15 minutes, we were in control. It was great. Um, I think you tweeted at that point, though, Matt, that like, we've got to make this too quickly because there was just odd little bits where we just sort of allowed them to get a little bit more time on the ball than they had previously in the half. Uh, and then, obviously, they get, this, they get the goal, and it's from a free kick. And I think... I think, yeah, as, you know, we've, we've scored five and it's, it is a good, great performance. But, you know, we've got to look at these goals as well because I think on our part, it's a little bit concerning, isn't it? I mean, halfway free kick, it's into the box. It's just headed across. I think that guy maybe gets a little touch on it. And then you've got a guy at the at the uh, far post there. He's just open, isn't he? There's nobody on him and he just hits into the goal. And it's just it was just a little bit from nothing really in the game where you think, ah, oh, we've, we've allowed them back into it here. Yeah, I mean, it, from their point of view, you know, it was, it was a good finish from Jack. And obviously, I know Jack personally. Um, and just a, kind of on a personal level, I'm, I'm really pleased with kind of um, how, he's, how he's kind of adapted to League Two. He's obviously had a really good start to the season at Harrogate and scoring quite a lot of goals. Obviously, up there with um, sort of the top scorers in the league. Um, so that's good to see, you know, because he was, he was released from Scunny at a young age and uh, he's kind of made his way down non-league and um, it's good to see him in, in the Football League and doing well. So, you know, I'm sure he'll be pleased with that one, um, scoring against us. But, um, yeah, it was poor from our point of view. I don't think it was a free kick in the first place. Um, I think we could have done better with that anyway when the ball came into the box. Uh, but as I say, you know, it was a good finish from from his point of view. Um, no way the keeper could have saved that. So, um, yeah, again, disappointing. And it was one of those. I, I did say it, you know, we just needed that second goal because we had so many chances and um, so many opportunities and, and we had a lot of pressure. But you could always see us maybe, maybe I think it was going to be from a, a free kick or, or a corner or something like that where maybe someone just switches off or not quite picking up the man properly and um, obviously falls to someone and, and they put it in. And that's what happened. But... Uh, I think the way we, we responded to that um, was, was great because we could have kind of um, maybe buckled under pressure a little bit, but we just kept going and, and kept doing what we were doing, and obviously, um, you know, the rewards came in the end. So that was that was another pleasing aspect of it. Yeah, we did definitely, and I think we talk about you know buckling when they, a team get into it, or you know they've got one against us. Uh, there was there was a moment I think, and it was I think it was after one one. I'll just just bring it up actually because uh, I think the fact that we you know we dealt with it, and then as you say, we carried on. It's it's a testament to I guess where we are now as a team as to where we were a couple of weeks ago. But uh, I remember the moment it was it was bizarre really. It was it was like crossed in. And it, I think it went over our defence. They were through. I think we got a free kick in the end. But like Howard was just glued to the line, and you, it looked from where we, well, from where the camera was anyway, a fairly straightforward catch. But that, you know, they were quite close to going two one up at that point. Yeah, I mean, I know obviously Matt loves Howard, and he has been good. You know, he, he's um, he's been a, a vast improvement on uh, on Watson, and he's just kind of um, you know he's been assured back there. But I think that's the one thing you can maybe. Um, say he needs to improve on a little bit because I think there's been a couple of occasions where he's kind of been glued to his line as you say or not quite come out at the right time and he's been a bit hesitant and I think eventually it might cost us a goal um, obviously we got away with that one but yeah it's just something to keep an eye on and I think although he has kind of improved that back four or back five if you like and um, he's made it look a lot stronger and you know he's, he's more vocal and he comes for most things and, and does catch them. There's just one or two occasions where 
you know, I think he's he's probably got away with it. Um, but overall, I mean, yeah, nothing, nothing to complain about about no. his performance. I think he, he's been good and he's been another good signing. Well, like you say, we do kick on. And, you know, as, as we mentioned previously, to, you know, to get two goals has been a rare thing for us this season. But to get it in the first half, that was that was great. And it just, I think it just finished them off a little bit, really, didn't it? You know, I think they then really fell apart from that second one. But from our point of view, this is a great goal. And actually, it might be my pick of the lot, actually. Um, because now, yes, you've got this this movement um, through the Issa. Great ball from McAtee. Goes through to Issa great finish from him as well just in that bottom corner but I want to you've got to pull out Beeston as well because it's it's sort of a, a dead ball really it's from nothing they, they sort of win it back and he, he gets right into their player he wins the ball back he's under a bit of pressure gets it out to McAtee and then he's able to do this you know great pass through to Issa uh, and I think as we have mentioned and probably will mention again both of those two needed a good game and they both stepped up but it was it was great there from Beeston and it's been typical of him I think for a lot of this season to really really you know get it back under control and create something from nothing really yeah i think that we, we kind of we've lacked that little bit of bite in midfield haven't we for a while and i think beeston and and uh and spence they they kind of provide that don't they and, and obviously that by by doing that they're gonna they're gonna help you control the midfield a bit more and, and you're gonna be able to create more chances and pick up on more loose balls which is something that we really struggled to do um earlier in the season i think that cox said after him after the game in his pre-match was just saying that you know he thought we were first to all the second balls, um, you know, and all the fifty-fifties, which is something we haven't really done well in a while um, up until recently. And I think that's probably in part due to the kind of the performance of Beeston and, and Spence in the centre of the park. I mean, the the only thing I'd say is that they're 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 almost alike. They're very similar players, um, and you don't get a huge amount of creativity from them. But having said that, once you're playing four four two and you've got Easter and Gillia playing, and you've got maybe Kev playing, you know, you don't really need to worry about that so much. It will still work, and and we've been seeing it working um, pretty well. So I think that you know credit to them and and they've they've also formed a partnership haven't we really and we 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 spoke about this at the start of the season that the team kind of lacked a spine but i think it's it's starting to grow one now um you can kind of see that you can see it from howard you know he's, he's very steady as we said you've got a, a partnership in in Magai and you've got a part um, with honorise at center back which which form the basis of that and then now beeston and and spence in in the center of the park you you've got you know, it's a pretty solid foundation, isn't it, to, to get a result from every game? And if you notice that um, Cox is, is keen to play them all, obviously they're, they're all starting at the minute while they're fit, and, and which, which really bodes well for, for performances. And we've looked so much steadier since we've had that kind of, you know, those five players in the team starting week in, week out. We look a lot more capable in, in every aspect of, of the game, really. And um, it's, we're just kind of missing that that sort of focal point up front, if you like. And obviously, you know, it'll be Kev when he comes back, but, you know, the minute he's injured. So I think that, you know, it's, it's quite interesting that. And I think that we, we were calling out for that. And, and I think that that's something that Cox has obviously addressed, you know, the, the experienced keeper, the kind of persistence to play on Arise and Maguire together and, and form a partnership at centre-back, which is obviously really important, you know, for, for any for any defence. And and again, with Beeston and Spence in the middle of the park. So, you know, I'm confident that if all five play for the next few games, we'll get a, you know, we'll get some more decent results. 
I think Cox has said though, hasn't he? Recently, it might have even been earlier today that uh, whilst they have got no fresh injury concerns for Saturday, that he is going to have to look at Spence and Beast in because, as you just mentioned, they've played a lot of games together and and things like that. And it just it just read to me that he he might be thinking of making a change there uh, for Saturday. I don't know, but you know, like you say, they've been fantastic, and ideally, you'd, you'd want them to whilst they are fit and able to, and you know, at their level that they're playing at, you'd want that to carry on. Yeah, well, that's the balance that the manager's got to strike, hasn't he? He's got to decide when, when one of them needs a rest and he's got to decide the correct time to do it and, and how much impact that's going to have on the result of the game or the performance. Um, but, you know, at the same time, as you're right, we don't want them to burn out, do we? Because, as you said, they have been playing a lot of games. Um, but, you know, even against Harrogate, they look pretty solid. They look pretty mm-hmm. fresh. Um, but let's see what it goes with on Saturday. But it would really, really surprise me if um, if he changes that kind of... Those five players, I can't see him changing unless there's an injury. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And there is obviously that risk that they may burn out. Um, you look at kind of the other options, there are none. You know, we've not got much um, in the way of um, sort of people that can come in and, and play that position. Obviously, Vincent's missing for a, for a long time. Um, so I think it's a case of if we can get through to January and then maybe look at bringing someone in to help them. Um, great, uh, but I think we've got to try and get through to January with with those two. And I think what you can say is, you know, they've, they've got bags of energy between them. Obviously, both fairly young lads. Um, the only thing is, because they're playing that high press, they're, they're obviously burning a lot of energy during the game. So, um, yeah, it, it's something Cox does need to weigh up, and and um, you know, he needs to be careful with it. But I do agree with Matt. I just can't see him really changing. Um, that five, if unless he has to. Um, but yeah, we, we had a look at this because obviously um, we, we thought the partnership was, you know, it had an impact on how we were playing and Andy's dug some stats out. Um, and it's quite interesting, really. I think there's, there's a couple of really telling ones um, for me. And I think that there's one, um, so this is kind of interceptions and spent uh, five in seven before playing with Beeston. And then there's been 10 in five since playing with him. And Beeston's made 14 in the five they've been playing together. So you can see they're winning the ball back a lot more. Um, they're winning the ball back quickly. quickly. Um, and the other one I think was, was really interesting um, was the yellow cards. So obviously Spence picked up quite a lot of yellow cards early in the season. I think he picked up five in seven before been paired with Beeston and since Beeston's been in the side neither of them have picked up a booking so I think that's that's obviously telling as well and I think they're helping each other out in there they're kind of working as a two when they need to to apply that pressure Um, and it's it's been great to watch to be honest and I think that's what we've been crying out for just that energy in the middle and uh, with Beeston as well I think you've you've got a quite a bit of technical ability and that maybe you know you don't see all the time, but when he when he does get his foot on the ball, I think um, you know he's got good ability, and I think with Spence, he rarely loses the ball. You know he makes a simple pass at times, but you know normally that's that's all you need, and then you can get the ball out to Issa Gillian and the more creative players, and and let them kind of uh, create and and do what <laughs> they need to do. But yeah, I think the stats look good. I mean, I think Andy mentioned that um, all stats, uh, Spence's stats, had improved since Beeston came into the side so you know everything across the board from tackles clearances headers everything had, had improved so um, you know uh, really positive signs and hopefully we can keep them both fit and 
that partnership can continue because although it was sort of an unlikely one I think they've formed a real good understanding and um, they've been they've been really good to watch in recent weeks um, You mentioned Gilead there and obviously he's definitely involved in this uh, in the third goal uh, it is of course a penalty it's Issa's second of the game it's, it's a well struck penalty uh, but the, the run from Gilead and he made a few runs didn't he as, as you mentioned which I was I was glad to see but it, it was runs uh, on the wing as well wasn't it because obviously we've seen him do it centrally but we've not really seen it all that much on out wide and he you know there's a couple of runs in this one he gets it quite far up uh loses it a little bit gets it back and crosses it in and then it's you know it's handball and i think they, they might feel a little bit hard done by so i don't think he raises his arm to it but you know it hits his arm it's the rules as it is and like i say penalty and Issa scores and i think that was the one that really finished it off wasn't it i think they they sort of definitely folded after that and that was the point where i thought yeah I, well we're definitely going to win this one yeah, it's not like us to get a penalty, is it? And I think it's about, about time we got one. We've given away enough. We've given season. a few away, yeah. Um, so I, I don't think many many Iron fans were that bothered that it was it, you know, it wasn't that clear, was it? But it's about time we got one. So you know, I think it was enough. one. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt about that. But I think that it's about time we got one. And, yeah. You know, he took a penalty well, didn't he? he put it away well, he sir. And, and yeah, I think we were saying, weren't we, during the game? Um, Who's going to take it? Because it's been so long since we uh, we took a penalty. Um, but of course, he stepped up and, and he put it away nicely, didn't he? So, um, you know, it's, it's about time, <laughs> to be quite honest. But but that's what you get from, um, you know, playing more positive football and, and being on the front foot and playing around the, the opposition's box. You're going to get more penalties, aren't you? It's, it's, it's just simple as that. And obviously, we didn't get many early in the season because we didn't really know where the uh, <laughs> other team's box was. So, uh... But good for Issa, because obviously we've said he, we needed him to have a good game and you know he's done that it's not just of the fact that he scored two that's great but his performance was probably the best this season definitely I'd say it was more like the player that you know we saw a, a bit more regularly last season yeah it was and I think we needed it um, we said before the game we needed to see a bit more from him I think the Bolton game was a really disappointing performance um, I don't think he got much joy at all really um, I know he was up against experienced fullback but um, you know I think, I think he could have done a lot better in that game so it was nice you know he, he needed to bounce back from that and put in a decent performance uh, and he definitely did and as you say that was definitely his best performance this season um, and that's what he can give you when he's on song when he's confident he does take players on and, and these little flicks and tricks do start to come off um, so you know hopefully we can keep him in, in that kind of frame of mind because I think maybe he was he was kind of not had his head swayed, but maybe he had his, his mind on maybe leaving the club and maybe moving on to League One or above. And obviously that didn't materialise. I think he's, he's now realised he needs to knuckle down and that chance will come for him eventually because he, he has got the ability and he's got the talent, but you know he just needs to put it together a little bit more consistently like we saw last season. Um, and you know, add a few more goals to his game. Um, he's got that in his locker and you know he scored quite a lot last season. But I think we saw a lot of kind of long range shots last year. So it was nice, you know, nice for him to score from uh, obviously the penalty. Um, you know, no one else was really on the pitch that, that you'd uh, want to take that apart from McAtee. But the other goal as well, it was it was a good tidy finish from sort of close range. And it'd be nice if he got a few more of those because um, although the spectacular, you know, the great to see and great to watch, you just hope that he can weigh in with a few more from close range. And, um, you know, if he keeps doing that, then I'm sure there'll be other clubs watching him. Uh, right, this this next goal, the fourth one. I mean, 
how often do we get to say that? The fourth goal that we scored. I mean, that, that's testament to how well we were doing and the attacking intent. But this one specifically, I think, shows the attacking intent. And it's, it's all from Gilead, really, isn't it? Because it's at halfway. There's a bit of a bounce. Um, it, it doesn't go out. Their player, is, is, he just stops, doesn't he? I mean, that's, that's the difference. I think, Matt, you were saying before we came on here, it's like that goal in particular, that's, it shows the difference between the two teams, doesn't it? I mean, you get that in sort of Sunday league. He was just stopping. He's saying it's going out. He was, you know, looking at the ref and the linesman trying to get a decision. It's not happening. Um, Gilead takes it, you know, on a good run again. All the way to the end, crosses it in and then obviously lost there just to, to put it away. And, you know, we've, we've mentioned Gilead, but, but what about Loft? Because obviously, we, as we were saying before the game, we thought, you know, it was, it was, we were going to struggle to see where the goals were coming from. Kev's not on. Uh, Loft, as we've mentioned before, hit and miss. I do like him. I think he is quite good. So I, I was quite glad he was, he was in the right place to just put that in. Yeah, it was, it was a strange one. Because you, you could tell it didn't go out. I, I don't really know what their player was thinking. It, it was amateur stuff, wasn't it? It was Sunday League kind of standard. And it was just too easy, really, because Gilead was just running into space. And, I mean, he still had to get the uh, you know the cross right. And he did, didn't he? And, and Loft was in the right place to tap it in. And it, it kind of, you know, a little bit of reward for Loft's hard work. I mean, it, it, you don't always see... You know, kind of, he's not always a very tidy player, is he? He's, but he, he does a job, and he kind of facilitates a lot of the play for the team. So he does a lot of stuff you can't see. Um, you know, I know we've said that about Torpy in the past before, um, but I think it's probably true, true of Loft as well. That you know, he, do, he does a lot of lot of hard work for the team, and and, and he chips in with the odd goal, and and it, it's pretty decent to be fair. And you know, he, again, he, he'll be another one who's sort of like on on one of the first names on the team sheet for for Cox, really, just because what he brings to the team despite him being not massively prolific but he creates a focal point for, for the you know for the team to kind of aim for doesn't he really so he, he's very useful in that and he, you kind of need a bigger nasty in this division don't you really so he's, he's he is kind of a key player yeah I'd agree with that and I think you, you obviously can uh, knock his effort I think he puts in 100% every week um, probably does need to add a few more goals but I think um, you know he, he does kind of chase lost causes and, and puts people under pressure and I know he's been getting a bit of stick, but I mean, you look at um, Harrogate's centre forward on on Tuesday night, and it makes you appreciate him a little bit more because I think he's he's a little bit more than sort of a big and nasty. I think he um, does need to work on his sort of first touch at times, but we have seen um, you know some flashes that he, he's got a decent first touch. Uh, but I think maybe kind of work on that, work on his um, when he when he has held it up, just picking the right pass, and maybe not waiting too long before releasing the ball because I think at times um, that's that's been another issue um, but maybe not all his fault maybe um, not many options on when he does hold the ball up which I think now we're seeing a bit more confidence through, through the team there just seems to be a few more options whether it's a wide man or whether it's one of the central midfielders that are kind of showing for it which is good um, and that's going to help him out and I think you know the goal will do him a world of good really because um Yes, it was a tap-in, but um, you know they all count, and he was in the right place. I think he said after the game himself, you know, he was in the right place to to finish it, um, and he deserved it for his hard work. Really, I think he he did really well. Um, another kind of good performance up there um, took a lot of kind of um, the attention of, of their defenders, which let sort of McAtee play in that more of a free role and, and get on the ball a little bit more. So yeah, it was uh, another good performance from him and. Um, hopefully, you know he can he can start adding a few goals to his game because that's really all that's that's missing at the moment. 
just before we go on to the fifth one and obviously our final goal, uh, just stepping away from that for a minute, I want to talk about Cox for a second because, you know, Jarvis, he brings him on in a, in a game where, you know, we're ahead, we're in control. So this is the opportunity to bring him on. And obviously that pays off. He gets the next one, which we'll talk about in a second. But I want to look at the game management because about what, what was it, about 70 odd minutes, you know, he, he takes Jordan Clark off and, you know, we're comfortable, we're playing well. It's, you know, we're in no danger of conceding this. Clark's only just come back, you know, obviously he played the Oldham game and, and I think a little injury maybe and was, well, this is the first time we've seen since then. And obviously Clark wouldn't have wanted to go off, but I think it was just a, a really smart move. And I think it's just worth mentioning because, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, tactics and things like that, but that's another positive decision that in this sort of, I don't know, this this collection of goals and this great performance, I think is actually a really smart move from the manager and I think it's something that might get overlooked. Yeah, it was good. And I think um, Cox probably redeemed himself for, for the Tuesday uh, previous against Bolton where, we, you know, we, we mentioned pre-match that he maybe got a few things wrong tactically and maybe gave them a little bit too much respect and, um, you know, not targeted. Well, I think I think targeted the game. I think I think uh, that was probably the, the thing for me. And obviously the the um, formation didn't help. Um, so I think he redeemed himself. I think um, obviously back to the uh, more you know the wingers four four two if you like or whether McAtee was just dropping back at, at times uh, probably. But um, yeah, I think his decisions in the game were spot on. Really, I think he he brought people on at the right times. Um, the Clark one was important because I think we do need to save him. I think he, he makes a massive difference back there. Um, you know, if, if bringing him off on 70 minutes when the game's won means that he can maybe play at the weekend or if not the weekend, the following Tuesday, then, you know, I'm all for that. And I think it was, yeah, as you say, it was a clever decision. And, um, yeah, hopefully, obviously, we've got to look after Clark a little bit. But um, I think when we do, I think I saw a stat actually um, in the week and, the amount of the times we've won with, with Clark in the side is, is far greater than uh, when he's not in the side. So I think he does make make a difference. He's obviously his experience is um, is key, um, and you know he's club captain, so you want him on the pitch. And uh, hopefully we can get him on the pitch a bit more often because you know he is a quality player when we can get him fit. Let's talk about our last goal then, because as we mentioned, it is it's Jarvis, and as we mentioned before the game, you know we didn't think uh, that that was going to do much, even though you know we praised like his attitude and things like that. Um, I think his sort of firepower left a lot to be desired the last time he was on. However, uh, this particular one is a ball through, attempting to get to Issa. It didn't quite get to him. Their defender plays it back to the keeper. Their keeper miscontrols it. But like we're saying about Loft, you know, Jarvis is in the right place, isn't he? He gets it off him and sort of takes it to the side and then puts it in. And it's 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 sort of a bit fumbly, isn't it? But it, it goes in and as you say, it all counts. And I think that'll be great for him. Yeah. Not, not very graceful, was he? He, he nearly <laughs> managed to, to fall over the ball, didn't he? And himself or whatever he was falling over. But yeah, I mean, he was in the right place at the right time, which is, is what matters the most and, and what is often very important for a striker above all else, really. And he, he puts it away in the end. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, it's nice to score five, isn't it? It's, it's obviously disappointing we conceded two, but, um, you know, all in all, a hell of a result. Mm. I think with Jarvis, I think it was one of the cup games early in the season. And, um, you know, I think I'd seen him play sort of 15 minutes and I think I tweeted that I'd seen enough. But um, <laughs> after that, you know, I think the Exeter game, he looked sharp. I mean, he wasn't clinical, but he was he was in the right areas. He was, um, 
you know, he was kind of, yeah, it, there was potential there, I think. And again, obviously, he was in the right place um, on Tuesday night. He's got his goal. So I think, yeah, he needs to work on kind of his, his finishing, definitely. Um, I think he needs to be a bit more clinical when, when he gets uh, the chances. But yeah, you can't knock him for his effort. I think he's another one that tries hard. Um, and hopefully, you know, if we do have to call upon him, um, he's another kind of biggish guy that, that can take the pressure off Loft a little bit. So I think that's what we need as well, because obviously with Kev kind of in and out, and we don't know whether he's going to be fit and whether he's going to be able to play much when he's back, um, we're obviously going to have to manage that injury a little bit. I think it just takes the pressure off um, Loft, gives us another option. And um, yeah, I think the goal will do him a world of good. And I think his attitude's right. I, th- I don't think you can you can knock him for that and um, you know hopefully when he gets the opportunity he can start scoring some more goals and um, yeah, yeah we'll just have to see how that one goes well, I think there's a couple of 23 games coming up relatively soon aren't they I think they were they starting up again I think, I'm sure I saw something from the club today about one of them getting rearranged to relatively soon so you know maybe that's some a place where you know he can you know work on it in in a way that's not just in training you know I think there is definitely a difference between what you you know you're doing in training and and a bit of a match day experience yeah, I think you're right. Um, you know, and I'd be more worried if he wasn't getting in the, the areas and, and the positions and he wasn't trying because, you know, we've seen some strikers over the years that just don't look interested. And, um, you know, I think he's he's up for it. He, he tries his best and I think that's all you can ask for. And hopefully with a bit of confidence, obviously playing in um, a more confident team and, and players around him with a bit more confidence, I think um, we'll probably see... A, a better player and I think the same can be said for Turan I don't know where he's gone <laughs> he's, he's disappeared <laughs> that's a good point where, where is he yeah yeah because it would not not heard anything uh, about his injury but again he was another one that showed flashes of potential <clears throat> here and there um, and again he could you know he could look a lot better in a, in a better side I think that's that's generally what happens um, very difficult for these players to come in as, as young lads and um, show what they're all about when the team's struggling and, and conceding four or five at the other end. So I think now we've got a bit more of a solid base to work from <coughs> defensively, um, and the players are in a bit more confident mood around them. Um, it should it should give them a bit more of an opportunity to show what they can do. Uh, so he's another one actually. Although you know his last few performances haven't been great, he's another that I wouldn't mind seeing again. Um, maybe obviously in the 23s, get it, get them all sharp again. Um, because we're going to need these players around sort of Christmas. It's, it's obviously a busy schedule. And the, you know, the, bigger, the bigger the squad and the more players we've got available and match fit, the better, really. Well, as you mentioned earlier, Matt, obviously it was 5-2, not 5-1. And obviously a consolation goal for them in the end. Uh, again, I think Neil Cox said afterwards that he didn't think this one was a free kick either. But like the first one, it's from about halfway. It's uh, it's sort of whipped in. It's headed down, and then their player is just the wrong side, the other side of the defender, and they're just able to put it in. And it's it was a shame because you know, like I say, we've been doing really well. We did keep attacking it, so and they'd had nothing, so it was unfortunate. I think um, the thing for me though with this one, if you look after it's conceded, you, know, you look at like Harrison Maguire, he's he's right up to the uh, advertising board. You know, he's kicking that, the fuming that that's gone in, and that's you know that's I think is that's a good thing. You know, even at that late stage when we've already scored five, they're still annoyed that that one has gone in, and I think that's a, an attitude and a sort of I, I guess a passion in the side that you know a month ago you, we just weren't seeing anything like that. Yeah, it's it's. it's um disappointing isn't it it's a, it's a very poor goal to concede and, and rather unfortunate really because I think 5-2 flattered 
um, Harrogate, to be quite honest, because it was so poor. But um, but yeah, as, as you can see, Maguire's not very happy with that, and he, he kicks the advertising board in afterwards, doesn't he? Um, but I think it's it's just it's just sloppiness, and it's just they kind of switched off sort of like in the last few minutes, and and conceded obviously. So it's so like massively disappointing, really. Um, we saw saw that going because we need all the goals we can get them in it because our goal difference is is still pretty terrible. So so every kind of mistake and every soft goal we give away is 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 something we we really really need to kind of rule out really and. We've not been doing it as, as much recently, um, so it was kind of unfortunate to see that kind of complacency creeping right at the end of the game, but it should really take away what was a, a fantastic result. Now, obviously, this is normally the point where we'd preview Leighton Orient, and, but obviously, as it's a midweek one, there's going to be another podcast relatively soon after this. Uh, as we said earlier on, it's, it's a big game. Uh, but, you know, they're going to be going in with a load of confidence. I mean, this is definitely one of probably the best performance of the season. I'd say certainly the best second half performance in loads of goals off that game. And it's, yeah, the, I think a few players have said throughout the, the week in the interviews that you know, it's, it's a good atmosphere right now in the dressing room, things like that. So, you know, I think in terms of what we can do, in terms of what, you know, this, where the squad is at at the minute, they've probably not been in a better position throughout the season. So it'll be interesting to see how we do on Saturday. And um, we have got one or two questions in, which I will just, we'll, we'll do a handful of them. I think a lot of them were about like McAtee and, and Issa and players like Spence and Beeston. Obviously we've covered them throughout this, this episode. Uh, this one is particularly interesting. And Matt, you, you mentioned this earlier on, actually. And you said with January looming, can we keep hold of players who are just coming into form slash out of contract next summer? Yeah. And I think that is quite interesting because like, like you say, McAtee's just started stepping up. Issa's just started stepping up. If they maintain the form from Tuesday over the next couple of games, you know, people are going to be watching. This is the time where the scouts are looking and they're going to be preparing, you know, who are you going to bid for in January, things like that. And as we've said previously on many podcasts that, you know, a lot of our players are out of contract at the end of this season, aren't they? So it's, it's a real tough situation to know which way we're going to go in January because, you know, well, we know, you know, uh, like Swan's policy on contracts in January from a couple of years ago. But if players aren't offered new deals, potentially they leave on a free in, in the summer. And, you know, or do we cash in now and sell them? It, it's it's a really difficult position to be in. It's it's um it's quite problematic really because we we're in a, it's, it's a very very difficult situation because we know what the uh, the the Swan um kind of policy is on on uh, contracts in um, in in January unless you um you know Jordan Clark is is you don't get one um so um they've, they've got to either decide you know change the policy or or make a decision really I, I don't really know what the likelihood of players like Issa are signing the contract you would probably expect him to kind of run it down into the summer that would not surprise me or maybe see him sold for a little bit of money in January which would obviously you know, I don't know if that's a good or bad outcome, really, because I'd rather keep him to the summer. You know, make sure that we finish as high as we can at the table, and then he's, he's going to go, isn't he? It's, it's just the way it is. Um, it's unfortunate, obviously, the same with Kev. We don't really know. There's quite a few players who are out of contracts in the summer, and it's it puts the club in a very difficult position because, admittedly, they're they're, they're going to go down the new the, kind of the, the youth route, but they we still need experience and sort of <clears throat> genuine quality in the team really to compete in this league. And, and if we lose. You know, three or four players of, of the kind of caliber of kind of Kev and and, and Issa, and you know, um, I'm not sure he's, he's Gilead's contract up in the summer as well. Um, so, you know, it's he's kind of ominous. So, the club needs to decide what they're going to do about it, um, because we could be in a really shitty situation come the summer when we we lose basically all of our best players with a youth policy, and and we've got no experience and and no money to spend really, and it's um, it's, it's, it's 
even though it's not quite happened yet, it's it's kind of a precarious time for the club. Really, they've got to get it right, and and our track our track record of getting it right in January is not great. So I'm kind of worried about it, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's it's probably all going to come down to where we actually are as we're kind of heading into January and and throughout January because. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm getting ahead of myself because we've won, we've won a game or we've won a few games. But um, you look at the table and obviously we've got the two games in hand and you win those and you're only four points off the playoffs. And then, you know, it puts a completely different light on the... Here on he the goes. Yeah, but, you know, theoretically, if that does happen, would that change Swan's thinking? And, you know, he probably thinks, well, if he's thinking about cashing in on some of those players now, would that kind of change his mind? Um, would he kind of consider maybe losing a couple of those for free in the summer and, and let them run the contracts down. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a very difficult situation. I think that's right. We don't want to get to the summer where we've got, you know, it's a mass clear out. We've only got five or six players signed on. Um, but there's a massive amount of players out of contract. Um, the majority, not all of our best players are within that bunch. Obviously, um, you can probably say, obviously, Manny's under contract, but the rest of them who've been here a while, they're all out of contract. Um, and you're looking at it, I mean, a lot of them are, are still relatively young lads, uh, obviously, Yisa, uh, Gilly, and players like that. But um, I think the one for me is Kev, because you, you look at Kev, and obviously, they've tried to move him on in a couple of transfer windows um, in the past, and it's not quite materialised. I think last summer, last year, sorry, um, he nearly went into January. Um, and, you know, that would that would have been a nightmare. But um, he's the one for me where, you know, you're looking at it, you're looking at his age as well. He's probably got one big move left, one big contract left. Um, and, you know, as, as much as we don't want him to go, he might be the one that, that we end up losing. Um, the other kind of one, on, on, I'm thinking that, that may leave is uh, Jacob Badeau, obviously been linked to a couple of clubs, obviously very young uh, still, and he's got a hell of a lot of potential, but it's, it's not quite worked for him here just yet um, but he's another one that maybe if they can cash in in January, January get some money for him and, and reinvest in the squad he could be one looking at it with, with obviously Maguire and, and Manny and then obviously Cordner if we're not paying much for his loan um, keep him sort of um, you know as a squad player uh, then he might be another one that, that they look to move on obviously um, I hope Kev doesn't go but I think looking at it I wouldn't be surprised if he did, and it would be a massive blow for the fans. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at. But yeah, as as Matt said, real tricky situation for the club. I just hope they try and get some players tied up. Um, Beasting will be one. I'd, I'd try and get him a, a deal sharpish because I think he's been really good. Um, and yeah, um, we we just can't really afford all of them to to leave in January. <laughs> Um, but again, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I'm obviously, as we're into December now, that talk's going to be heating up over the next probably couple of podcasts, actually, I'd imagine, as we get towards January. Uh, let's leave that there, though, because, as I say, there's going to be another episode this week after the Leighton Orient game. Um, fantastic performance on Tuesday. Great result, uh, great win. Great to see all these goals go in as well. Uh, a really enjoyable game, actually, for the first time in quite a long time. So that's great to see. So hopefully this is a bit of a turning point and we will kick on now. Uh, thank you very much for listening to this. We'll be back again for Match Day Lives before most of the games. And then, as I say, there'll be another podcast in a couple of days' time. So thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. At Tiger Self Storage, we offer both commercial and domestic storage to allow us to cater to all your storage requirements. 
We care about our clients, and that is why we offer up to six weeks free storage for all new clients. Our facility has state-of-the-art security with 24-hour CCTV, an alarmed and gated property, and personal access codes for maximum security. We also sell high-quality storage merchandise at low prices. If you're looking for storage for moving home, general decluttering, or maybe even storage for your business, Tiger Self Storage has a unit for you. For a free quote, visit our website, tiger-storage.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 